Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal health. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude laying the dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Nice to have you along. It's a Monday. Yeah, but you knew that. Uh, it's Rob and Souk. Buck is here. We're talking sports. Well, that and cats. A lot of hot cat takes coming in. I looked up the dog place I was um, thinking of. So we were talking about Purrington's, Portland's Cat Cafe. <laughs> that it's no more, sorry. Unfortunately closing. Yes. It's very big news. Yeah. Uh, Tigerd has Fido's. Okay. That's the one I was thinking of. I've been there. Yeah? How was Fido's? It was fun. Uh, yeah, it's basically the same concept. There's some dogs there ready and available to be adopted. You show up, you have some beers, you play with the dogs, decide if you want to adopt one. You don't have to. You can. You can drink. You don't have to. You can. Yeah. It says, eat, drink, adopt. And it's the world's first doggy tap house. Although I am on their website and I clicked on the link that says dogs at Fido's yeah. and it says due to COVID, we may not have adoptable dogs at this time. Can I still play with dogs even if they're not adoptable? Because to be honest with you, I'm not in the market to adopt a dog, but I'll pet the hell out of a dog. Reserve your spot with Fido. That link says we apologize, but due to COVID, we are not currently allowing interactions with our adoptable dogs. Mm. So that's BS. There is one. I don't know if that's true. Maybe they just haven't updated their website. But there is one establishment. It shall remain nameless okay. in Portland. And I'm not even mad about this. I think it's actually genius. But they are still using the COVID thing mm -hmm. to keep you out. And I swear to God, that's the only... Like, I feel like... I feel like what... What I'm trying to say is there's a place. It's not like a bar or anything. It's just a place that consumers go. And my wife and I get sometimes get a little perturbed because we have to wait outside. Like, they will not let you in. You cannot go in. The Dolphins not let you in in a timely fashion? And I feel like during COVID, they figured out, oh, ours, our business runs way better yeah. when 
these dip s's stay outside <laughs> and we just text them when we're ready for them yeah. and you still can't go in they just come out to you i'm very intrigued by by we could play the new fun fun game of guess what kind of business this is okay. but look i i'm telling you i'm not even mad about it i think it's genius i think they are way better inside at what they do yeah without us numbnuts being in there yelling at them or like can you I, know with suggestions can i ask if, if i get this right will you tell me Sure. Because I... Yeah, I mean, I don't really need to hide the... Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot... There is, there is a place that I go to that, that, that does the same thing, I believe, and I, I don't think it's the same what you're talking to, but the vet... It's a vet, yes. Is it? Yes. It's the dog vet. My vet makes me now yes. sit out in the car as opposed to Correct. coming in, and there's no reason Correct. for us to... And, they're using the COVID thing. Yes. And that's fine. But look, no other business uses the COVID thing anymore. Yes. I just feel like inside there, they were like, this is great. All these idiots aren't in here. This way, we can just work with the animals, and then we'll take them out when we're. Isn't when it done. funny that you? I had no idea you're talking the about vet. there, but I was like, "Dude, my vet does that," and I've I've thought that same thing. It's I'm genius. sitting outside in my car. My dog's not happy about it, and I'm like, "Why are we out here?" It's the vet. It's the vet. And you know what? I I feel like so. One, I had to walk. So we live within walking distance of our vet. Yeah. So one day I made the mistake, not without knowing that this was the situation of walking Molly Two Poops up to the vet. Well, I had to sit out in the rain. Yeah. I didn't have a car. Mm. And it was raining that day. I was like, man, this sucks. And I was blaming them. But the reality is I should have known better because my wife usually does that job. And I should have, she, you know, I, I we got our wires crossed. I didn't know that was the sitch. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, I think that things work more efficiently in there. Well, and here's the thing. Because they do it this way. I think they like, I like to be in the room when the dog's being examined. I do too. So I can sniff through the BS 17 test that you're trying to get me to pay for. No, that's right. And I think it's way easier for you to come out to my car and tell me this is what's going on. And I want to be there. The thing they need I, to I, do. I want to be in there when we're poking and prodding at things. No, I, I hear you. It is a little off-putting to just, here, here's my dog. Do whatever you want. I exactly. won't be able to Exactly. At the same time, as long as they come back out and say, here's the things we could do. She had a, turns out she had a staph infection. Yeah, there's a list. So it's like, here, and I'm like, no, 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 and no. <laughs> just give her the antibiotics and give me my dog. <laughs> You know, I like to be. I like so to at be, least they ran yeah, the list ran, by yes. me instead of here's what we did. Here's your dog. That'll be seven thousand dollars. Well, they have to do that, but I feel like it's a lot easier to ram stuff past us when we're not in there. Well, I want to fool me. I want to be in there when things are being discussed. All right, we will get back to our college football weekend walnuts. We'll hear the uh, German NFL crowd uh, be so awesome coming up this hour. We have Club Ten Eighty, but right now the hot five at five. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Well, I have a very sad story for you. Uh, three University of Virginia football players are dead in a shooting by former player Chris Jones. Two other players hospitalized with gunshot wounds. Jones shot the five men on a bus in a parking garage after they had just gotten back from Washington, D.C. to see a play for a class trip. He was enrolled as a student but hadn't been on the football team since 2018. He has been arrested and charged. Yeah, I haven't seen. Was he on the trip with them? Was he waiting for them when they got off the bus? Is there a, a, a past relationship? I keep waiting to see the details, but it's just it's just heartbreaking. Either way, 
three young men dead in the prime of their lives. And I think the other two, one was in critical condition. The other one was in good condition at the hospital with, with obviously, gunshot wounds. Yeah, those deets were kind of hard to come by yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah. The one really... thing I saw made it sound like he ambushed the bus when it got back. Okay. But I, I, I don't know that for certain or, or any more than that. And he did run afterwards. They had a man. He, yeah, he, he him. was at large for, for a yeah. period of time. They, they got him. Number four. In brighter news, two people lost their jobs. Oh, there you go. There you go. Is this talking about my beeves? My beeves putting people out of work? The beeves are so good, they're putting people out of work. Cal has lost six straight under Justin Wilcox. Sunday, they fired offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave and offensive line coach Angus McClure. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago they brought in Steve Greatwood, uh, the longtime Oregon O-line coach, to be an analyst. And, you know, I was kind of like, hey, <laughs> writing's on the wall. Something tells me within the next seven seconds, Greatwood will be named offensive line coach. And, you know, Wilcox has done an okay job down there at Cal. I know he's got a lot uh, working against him. But the one thing is he has never been able to find a consistent offense down there. I remember when he first got down there, he hired Bull Baldwin to come be the offensive guy, and that didn't work out. And Musgrave has a good reputation. They just haven't been able to find a consistent offense. Defense has been pretty good uh, during his tenure down there. Fun fact, Musgrave never won a game outside the Bay Area. Really? Yeah, 0-12 in games where they had to get on a plane to face an opponent. That's not good. Number three. Panthers switching back to Baker Mayfield at quarterback against the Ravens this week. P.J. Walker has a high ankle sprain. So bet accordingly. Uh, The Saints are debating benching Andy Dalton for Jameis Winston. At at this point, whether it's Carolina or New Orleans, does it really matter? (laughs) Does it? No, but you know the... um, yeah, no, no, no. I was thinking about that, and it was going to bring up a hot sports point, and then I was like, you know what? It doesn't. Yeah, because Lovey's terrible. Someone asked Lovey Smith about you know their quarterback situation, and his quote was, "I don't feel like it's time to make a change." There's one seven and one. Like it doesn't. Don't the Eagles have their pick too? I feel like the Saints don't have their pick. Yeah, the Saints don't. So they're a top five pick right now. Yeah, it's number four for Philly. For Philly. Philly. And then, Undefeated Philly. And then Seattle has Denver's pair of key wide receiver ankle injuries it looks bad for uh the rams cooper cup he is not done for the season but he will miss several weeks uh denver's jerry judy going in for the mri cardinals tight end zach Ertz done for the season with a knee injury yeah and the cup thing again doesn't matter their season they're god off their season swirled down the, the drain the ducks are down to number 12 in the ap poll this week ucla drops to number 16 so usc is the pac-12's Lone college football playoff hope. They are seventh. Uh, the Beavers jump back into the poll at 25. Oregon's kickoff at Autzen against Utah is set for 7.30 on Saturday night. Uh, we're also finding out that the uh, game formerly known as the Civil War will either kick off at 12.30 or 7.30 next weekend. We don't know yet. Let's all hope for a 12.30 kick on that. And they said that uh, by the 20th, um, we will know that time officially. According to Devil's Digest, Ducks offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham is now a prime target for Arizona State's coaching vacancy. And the Ducks men's basketball team is out of the top 25 this week after they lost to UC Irvine. Three of the next five are against teams in the top 25. Houston, who is number three, number 25, UConn, and number eight, UCLA. And by the way, for you Duck fans, you're still second, tied for second in the conference. So the Pac-12 championship game, still within your reach. 
Um, but you got to finish out because Utah is sitting there six and one as well. And obviously, you play Utah next week. So, major implications in that football game. And number one, Mariners outfielder Julio Rodriguez named AL Rookie of the Year. Adley Rutschman, second in the voting. Rodriguez, the fifth Mariner to be named Rookie of the Year, joining Kyle Lewis, Ichiro, Kaz Sasaki, and Alvin Davis. Yeah, let's hope it goes more along the lines of Ichiro than it does Kyle Lewis. Yeah, fair. I mean, you think about Kyle Lewis. I forgot he won. Yeah, he won Rookie of the Year, and then you know the knee injuries, and he just he stuck at Triple A Tacoma. But Julio was one of those guys. The moment he came up, that just felt different. That felt like, for the first time in a long time, Seattle has a legitimate star on their team, and it just feels different when he's in the lineup. Your Blazers are dormy tonight. They are hosting the Spurs tomorrow. San Antonio they play this evening. They are at Golden State. Portland atop the West, tied with Denver at nine and four. One other basketball note, the top recruit in the country, DJ Wagner, has chosen Kentucky over Louisville. In a stunning turn of events, Kentucky gets the number one player in the country. Mm. How much did they pay for him? This is John Calipari's fourth number one overall recruit, the others being Anthony Davis, Nerlens Noel, and Shaden Sharp. Do you think, who never played a uh, a single minute at Kentucky, do you think Calipari just laughs and, and now with NIL it's just that much easier? But he's like, dude, I've been buying players for 20 years. What are you talking about? Yeah, he was ahead of his time for sure. <laughs> I was just on board. Like Somewhere the SMU guys are like, see? Yeah, we were just a little ahead of our time. A few Oregon-Washington thoughts. We'll update you on the poll question results and our college football weekend walnuts next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's update you on the AAA heating and cooling poll question results. Today we were asking you on 1080 The Fan at Twitter, what cost Oregon most in the Washington loss? And right now, 50% say defense, 21% say coaching slash decisions, 18% agree with you and say the Bo Nix injury, yeah. and then 11% are just crediting Washington and Michael Penix. Well, all of those things are right, which is why I think it's a good poll question by you. I'm just going with the thing to me that changed the game. And there's several of those that, you know, in a, in a close game, you can look at it any any close game and say these three or four plays made the difference. I just think when Bo Nix got hurt, first off, it was a great play by that Washington safety 
who, by the way, hadn't made a clean tackle all game long. It might have been the worst tackling I've seen from conceivably a good team maybe ever. I mean, it was a disaster. And they had seen that earlier in the in the in the in the game where basically Oregon just spreads everyone out and if you get an extra guy in the box, then they throw it and if they don't, Nick's runs that little quarterback draw. Safety baited him into it, came up, made a clean play on him. It was a great stop and he got hurt and I think if that doesn't happen, they don't settle for that field goal. They go. They've been averaging that, that had been a 20 play drive, averaging over 6 yards per carry. I just think that's the ball game and everything changed in that moment. And yeah, afterwards you get into that, you know, the whole thing with a, with with Winnington falling down, but that one right there to me was the ultimate changer in the, in that football game. And then of course the what two plays later whatever, you had the, you know, the breakdown where Bennett Williams goes to the pick, misses it and you know get a 60-yard touchdown. So Oregon coughs it up, UCLA gacked. They lost to Arizona. If it makes you feel any better for Oregon, the UCLA one was way worse. Lost to Arizona for Pete's sakes. Yeah, Jaden Delora looked good. He was balling out out there. So they got upset at home. Yeah. So that leaves the Pac-12's playoff fate to USC. And I ultimately think, unfortunately, when we said this about Oregon, that if there was going to be one where they stumble, it's going to be because of their defense. And I feel the same way about USC. Unfortunately, the the teams that were good this year in the in the conference all had major flaws, and USC's defense is atrocious. As bad as Oregon's is, uh, USC's is worse. And so, I just feel that that this is this is a deep Pac-12 where you have five quality teams, and when you play this lack of defense, and now Troy Dye, Troy Dye got hurt, they don't have a lot of depth at that running back position. And USC, I think, has walked a, a fine line a couple times this year. I, I just think that eventually USC is going to stub their toe and the Pac-12 is going to find themselves on the outside uh, of the college football playoff again. Well, they've got a tough skid yep. uh, the rest of the way. So USC has uh, three games left. All will be against top 20 teams. They're at UCLA this weekend. Early spread on that was like USC minus two. So that's a toss-up. Then they host Notre Dame. Who suddenly is playing a lot better. And they'll have a neutral site game as Pac-12 championship against either probably Oregon or Utah. Yeah, depending so, on who wins that game. Which you know, for but Ducks if they it, lose, the you know, if USC loses one, any one of those games, they will miss out on the tournament yet again. The Pac-12 will miss out on the tournament. Yeah, yet again. And like I said, if I'm a betting man right now, I will bet that USC's defense does not carry them to three and zero against um, three top twenty-five teams. I just don't. Their their defense is sketchy. I mean, they gave up 37 to Arizona. They gave up 35 to Cal. Does that not speak volumes? I mean, it's just it is a bad defensive football team. Can I uh, point something out? Yes, you can. Now I don't know how much, um, based on what you just said, you buy the stat, but scoring defense mm-hmm. points per game. Points per game. USC 43rd in the country. UCLA 74th. <laughs> Interesting. Oregon seventy ninth. Their USC is they're forty third. How much are they giving up? Uh, they are giving up twenty four point four points per game. I wonder if like so. I mean, against Oregon State, let me pull up their schedule because Oregon State they held the fourteen. Yeah. I'm looking there. Washington State they held the fourteen, and Colorado they held to seventeen. Fresno only got seventeen. On. Fresno got seventeen. So yeah, they got a couple of those that are that hold it down. I just have seen. I think four, maybe five times this year, and 
at the beginning they they do get turnovers and it's kind of a feast or famine thing but you can move the ball and you can run the ball at will on USC and I just think when you have a fatal flaw like that as good as the USC uh, offense is it can come back and, and get you and see Oregon like Oregon's offense is really good I mean there is it's every bit as good as as USC's and you know the, and the offense was good. In the first half, it was a little rocky, but it was good against Washington. That offense was rolling. But you get one little injury or you get a couple injuries along the O-line. Nick ends up with a bit of a sprained ankle there. You have one or two drives that end in a turnover or, in this case, you know, kicking a field goal, and you know your defense can't come up with a stop. So I ask you, when USC gets in one of these nail biters, does anyone trust that USC's defense is going to come up with a play? Yeah, I mean, I, It couldn't against Utah. I, I don't know. I, again, I think a lot of these games come down to much like the Oregon-Washington game where it, it you, you wouldn't bet on either defense in that game, right? Yeah. Even watching that game, you're like, eh. It, it comes down to little things like, do you fumble? Do you slip on fourth and one? Yeah. Do you turn it over on the goal line? You know, let's, it comes down to things like that. That's how I feel USC-USC is going to be, or USC-UCLA is going to be. I mean, they're two really good teams and offenses, so I imagine it's 45-42 and, yeah. you know, little things like that or what decides it. Do you think that... ESPN game day skirted USC on purpose. You know, they are not going to USC UCLA, which is it's basically game. the game of the weekend in college football. Yeah. Why would they skirt USC? Well, the Big Ten the Big Ten's new TV deal uh, is not with ESPN. Yeah. And um their USC is leaving for the Big Ten. They're going to Montana. For Montana, Montana State. Really? Which I did not know was called the Brawl of the Wild. What a great rivalry name. Wow, that is a great uh, rivalry. Solid. So the, seriously, they're going to Bozeman. They're going to Bozeman. Over L.A. That's wow. got to have something to do with the Big Ten thing, right? Hey, that just is a weird... That's a weird beat. I mean, I know UCLA losing takes some of the steam out of that, but you've got a top 10 team playing... What, what's UCLA now? Like 16. 16th? So you got what eight or seven or eight versus sixteen, and you're choosing to go Montana, Montana State. I guess they did the they did Jackson State earlier. Maybe they're just trying to spread it around to some different environments, and LA gets stale. Or do you think maybe the fan base is down there? Yeah, it's, that could it, be it. It's not a great environment when you're down in LA that the fans are kind of ho hum. Whereas if you go to Bozeman, that place is just going to be insane. That could be it. The other big games this weekend are Georgia, Kentucky. In Kentucky, you have Illinois, Michigan at Michigan. Mm. Um, you know what? For yeah, they should be in LA. They should, but at the same time, I. I mean, you have Oregon, uh, Utah. I get. I I get going to a smaller place that is going to really appreciate it as opposed to LA. But you know, the fans don't. Yeah, fans they don't, won't turn out for that. I, I, yeah, that early in the morning. I just I wonder. I wonder if they were looking around and be like, "Hey guys, when we've gone to LA in the past. You know, it's been a little hmm." And, you know, this one lost some of the steam with UCLA losing. Hey, why don't we go to Montana and, and we're just going to get a raucous environment. I promise you the environment in Bozeman will be better than the one in L.A. It's just that the game doesn't mean as much because, well, it's Montana, Montana State. Well, the big game this weekend, hell of a statement by TCU. Uh, they held Bijan Robinson to 29 yards rushing, and it, most people thought Texas would would be kind of where the rubber meets the road for I TCU. I thought so. And it wasn't at all because Texas is physical, they're big, and – Dude, TCU held their own and then some. They beat them, and now TCU, so they're in the Big 12 title game championship game. 
remains to be seen who they'll play, but they control their own. I mean, they've controlled their own destiny this whole time because they're undefeated. But they they can get into that tournament. They got Baylor and Iowa State, and dare I say, and then probably Kansas State. Uh, yeah, I got to look at the the standings and see where we're at. Um, I wonder now if if USC loses, and we get a two loss Pac twelve champ, does TCU even have some wiggle room? To lose somewhere along the way. Yeah, it depends on what else happens, right? Right, because you got Cause you, you might have a one loss ACC champ in Clemson. Yeah, and so you know, I, I wonder where a one loss TCU versus a one loss Clemson. By the way, or are we just setting it up for two SEC yes. teams and two Big Ten teams. Well, yes, <laughs> hallelujah. I've seen it mentioned that Tennessee, being that they lost the way they did to Georgia, aren't going to go to the championship game, but they could easily be yes. a one loss team who doesn't even play in the SEC championship. I think you're going to have two SEC teams. The Ohio State Michigan winner and TCU. That's what I think you're going to have. But if you're but you're bringing up the point of TCU lost. Lost. Here's what we know: it is official in the ACC. Clemson will play North Carolina in the title game. Yeah. Do not forget that North Carolina only has one loss. Yeah. If they win out and win that game over Clemson, why not? They North- are a one-loss conference champion. Yeah. And, and out here in the West, we're yelling and screaming: if we get a one-loss Pac-12 champ, they belong in. Does the ACC get to do the same thing? But. Does the Big 12 get to do the same thing? Because TCU is ranked higher than all of them. Well, remember, USC, you know. Yeah, they're still alive. They control their own fate. If they win the Pac-12, if they run the table and win the Pac-12, particularly with that win over Notre Dame, they, they should likely go. Yeah. Um, and then it is official in the SEC, Georgia against LSU in that title game. If Now, here's a scenario. LSU and again, wins. we don't need to you know, <laughs> spitball on this right now, but what if two loss SEC LSU, uh, the two loss LSU is the SEC champ. They beat Georgia. They get in. They get in. They and get then in. what do you do with Georgia? <laughs> they get in too. And then Tennessee gets in, and then the winner of Michigan, Ohio State. God. <laughs> and by the way, you are right. Uh, more than likely, it will be TCU versus Kansas State. K State in the Big 12 title game. K State's tough. Yeah. And, and, K State still has a little work to do, but they'll be favored uh, in both well, of their play games. My Jayhawks, they got to so play your Jayhawks. Let's not. Uh... But if if chalk holds, it would be TCU versus Kansas State, and that was a pretty good game uh, when they played uh, earlier. With uh, well, well, I know TCU. TCU won. beat what them. The score thirty-eight uh, twenty-eight. They took down. Well, here's what I don't want to have happen: your Kansas State Wildcats. One of the I feel like TCU's won all their games by ten points. <laughs> Am I wrong? Look it up, see, because they've had a couple. Well, they beat Kansas by by one in that tremendous game. They beat them by game. seven. Yeah, yeah, one score. One score. Yeah, um, that was a hell of a game. The one thing I worry about is if Georgia goes and TCU goes, and you have the Ohio State Michigan winner. Mm-hmm. If it stays like that, and then USC loses, it's going to piss me off if Clemson gets in there. <laughs> I would rather. I know this sucks. I would rather see Tennessee or Michigan get in without winning either the, the, their division exactly. or conference than than Clemson. Hundred percent. I really would. You asked if they'd won their last all their games by ten points. Their last six games, they've won by seven, three, ten, 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 and seven. Yeah. That's so close. pretty much half of them. Well, I I hope TCU makes it because I think it's fun to get those uh, the new blood in. Although it a little underdog story. It does scare me a little bit because every time we've gotten one of these, because they would get Georgia, <laughs> then they get boat raced. Eh, it's a little bit like They'll hey, lose by, by twenty. Hey, by the way, here's Georgia, and then you find out while it's fun to be the little spunky team from the Big Twelve, and you play better than the you know the the sum of your parts is better than the individuals, and then you just run across Captain Five Star there at Georgia, and they just you know they just beat the living hell out of you. We've seen this before. I want to believe in Rocky, but. 
most of the time Apollo Creed kicks the hell out of you. Yeah, it's like it's one of those games where they'll play, they'll give it their all, right? They'll yeah. play their asses off, but yeah. then at the end of the game, they'll be like, "How do we lose by twenty? I want another crack at them." <laughs> Meanwhile, we're all sitting here saying, "Dude, it's yeah, the same it, every time." It happens. This like is we knew this was happening. Yeah. You didn't. But and that's cute, but yeah, we did. Georgia may be tussling everyone's hair here at the end of the year and being like, oh, you guys are adorable, but we'll go ahead and take our second championship. All right. It was fun in Germany, but what the hell happened to the Seahawks? Complete with audio next. First Buck with Sports Center. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, uh, 5.41, the time, bros. Uh, let's move on to some NFL. I wanted to play this audio for you because it was awesome. Um, did you get a chance to watch Seahawks, Bucks? I did. Yeah, I, I, did. A, I was up at like 5. I did not catch the beginning of it. And I don't know why. Uh, so I was ready to roll. I was trying to think, why would you be up at 5 I on don't a know. Sunday? Just, so what would you do for an hour and a half? I got up. I don't know. I had coffee, took the dog out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know there are those days when you did wake it up with my wife. <laughs> I don't think you did. I think you're she right. was fast asleep. You're absolutely right. She's not having love at five <laughs> in the morning. Oh hell no! I wonder what would happen if I even tried that <laughs> that early. Because I don't. She just roll over and be like, whatever. She's like, Get out of here. <laughs> she, she's just what like, do you think like, you're doing like a raccoon off your front porch. She's like, get out, get. She'd probably call the cops. <laughs> There, there is something great about waking up sometimes on the weekend when it's a silent house and you're just kind of yeah. up. That's some of my favorite time of the day. Is yeah. just early, yeah, before uh, sunrise. I caught uh, second coffee. I caught second half of uh, of the Hawks. They looked terrible. Yes, they did. I don't know what happened. To and them. I had money on them, and it pissed me off. And then at the end, I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to do this!" They finally woke up, and then they couldn't stop. Of all the things you can't stop, you can't stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run game, which is historically the worst run game through nine games the NFL has ever seen. Dude, the NFL is inexplicable. Like, and the there, Seahawks there is, can't stop them? The, I was totally with you on that game. I didn't bet on it, but I, there is, how do you bet on Tampa on that? Right? You, like, what do you, how do you justify, like, oh, right, I'm yeah. sure Tampa's going to, how do you, and yet that's exactly what happened. Pretty much. They dominated him. And by the way, Tom Brady, Two and zero since the divorce. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the the new scuttlebutt? Giselle already has a new man, and yeah. Brady oh, yeah. is is not happy about it. Yeah, I've got that in the club. We're going to talk about that. In and fact, I think it indicates that Souk might have a chance, right? Because of uh, some of the overlapping <laughs> yeah. activities. I don't. I don't think that's he's a jujitsu. There's guy. overlapping activities. I, that's I, what you do. I doubt that. Like the twenty twentieth degree, good looking uh, Miami black belt is the same thing as as me. I'd say you're closer today than you were yesterday. <laughs> Although, if you're Tom Brady, is it disappointed that not only is your wife moved on, probably while you were still married, but it's a dude that could whoop your ass? 
Yeah, he kind of look. I don't know. He kind of looks like a putz, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that impressed. I'm not going to lie. I'm with Buck. Yeah. You're closer today than you were yesterday. That is true. That is true. I just gotta, and I've been to Costa Rica. Baby steps. You know, I just got to make my way down there. Now, um, what was I going to tell you? Sorry, oh, honey. I got to go for it. The cool part of that game was the Germans freaking love their NFL. We talked about this on Friday, that the, the word was there are going to be a lot of Seahawks fans there because the original Seahawks owner, one of the original Seahawks owners was German, and yeah. they love him there. And so um, I don't know if there was a home field sort of feel with Seattle couldn't tell that but what you could tell was those fans were into that yeah and everybody that came back pete carroll tom brady all the players the best environment they've ever they said tom brady said i've been in the league 23 years and that is the one of the best football experiences i've ever had yeah that tells you what it was like in that stadium there were seventy thousand fans there and here's a little taste of what it sounded like the Germans. Yeah. And there's a little, uh, I think we've got one of, um, uh, this is post game. Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. It's it's cool. They love it. Yeah, when when we played in NFL Europe, by far the best crowds uh, were in Germany. That was the one European country that we went to that embraced it a lot more. I had no than, idea they others. were such NFL fans over yeah. there. Yeah, because a lot of times we played in front of half-empty stadiums, but the Germans, because we were in Dusseldorf, mm. Frankfurt, and Berlin, and all three of those you could always count on full stadiums and the fans really be into it. I don't know if they had any idea what we were doing, but they had a good time. Um, they had a good time singing songs, and it was a very soccer-like yeah, atmosphere. That's what it looked like. Yeah, and they uh, a lot of people are testing in. You know, for those that have been to Germany, you've been to Oktoberfest. I guess they sing John Denver Country Roads over there. Yeah, that's a whole thing all the time. Like it's <laughs> that's like one of their. It is a good. I'm having beer sing along. I can understand oh, that. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. I don't know. Sometimes we just get in our little bubble and we're yeah. like, what? Somebody else knows about John Denver? Yeah, he yeah. was an international sensation. <laughs> my my favorite Europe moment is Scotland was playing Germany in a World Cup like qualifier or a friendly, you know, leading up to that. And all the English hooligans, because the Scots and the uh, and the Brits they don't like each other. The English and the Scots. But they hate the Germans I'm even. Team Scott, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, with hundred percent. And so when we found out that the the English hooligans were coming up, I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be an issue? And I was told by the Scottish hooligans that I was hanging out with, no, no, no. This is the one time where we all get together and we hate the Germans. Hmm. And the level of hate that was in that stadium for all the Germans that came up, it was a sight to behold. And they had specific songs they would sing that were just anti-German songs. 
And it was, it, it just, it never ended. The entire game was us just making fun of the Germans. And while there was a lot of hate, it was a lot of fun hate. I, I can say that is one of the best events I've ever been to. And they just, the soccer crowds over there or the rugby crowds, they bring it like you wouldn't believe. Well, that's kind of cool. Let's talk uh, in our final segment, the last story we have time for. We have to talk about the um, the win by Jeff Saturday. <laughs> The greatest coach in the history of the NFL. Undefeated. Undefeated. Bringing other men to tears. Jeff Saturday. And what uh, that old, well, I, I'll, what Jim Ursay said about it. How about that? And he was that dude. He was drunk while he said it, too. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. Um, we'll get to that next on The Fan. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, it's been a very busy day here, as Mondays usually are this time of year. We will have to talk about Bill's Vikings tomorrow. It was a great game. Can you believe that? It was a great you game. You like that? Um, the top final NFL headline that we must cover before we uh, get to the club tonight is um, Jeff Saturday winning. Yes, his uh, debut as Colts coach widely panned by the masses, and then somehow we make that out to be the definitive answer on whether or not Jeff Saturday is a good hire. Well, I don't know about any of that, but I do know that it's amazing that he won. I don't think you could ever think of a another scenario like this could you no it's it's definitely strange but at the same time remember that jeff saturday probably had very little if anything to do with that game other than probably making the decision to bring back matt ryan but i mean well, still i mean it was the raiders yes who suck yes but they looked a lot better matt ryan looked a lot better um you know it's it's pretty inexplicable and josh mcdaniels dude you just lost to an analyst from espn yep that guy, so I was looking at a stat on him. He went 6-0 and to start his career as a head coach in Denver. Mm-hmm. He has since gone 7-24. and yeah. But they're going to stick with him because I think that they're doing a, well, well, I don't think. They are. They're clearly kind of overhauling and... the roster there. But, well, it's God, that guy, well, he looks lost. He does. And, and, you know, they've had three 17-point leads that they've blown, which I believe has never been done before in the same season where you blow three 17-point leads. And then did you hear some of the comments between uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams clearly, you know, lobbed back and forth at one another? Carr was talking about, you know, he shouldn't have to teach new people how to come in and, and how to do their job. And, you know, but that's my job as a leader and I'll have to do that. Basically pointed at some of the new guys, which would seem to indicate number 17. And then Devontae came out and said, basically, if you're just going to play it safe, I'm assuming he's talking about his quarterback, and don't throw me the ball because I'm going to be double covered. Then there's no reason for me to be here. So apparently that the, that marriage in Vegas, where we all thought because you know the whole college connection that that was where they wanted to be, it, it hasn't been a smooth transition. I have not watched them much. I'm not going to lie. They're I'm sort of allergic to them. I not that I, interesting. I don't blame you. There was a game 
it was last week or two weeks ago I was watching, and I thought Devontae Adams was awful. I, f- I felt like Devontae Adams had his head up his ass. Like he was not, he didn't show up. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of that with the Raiders. Again, I haven't watched them enough to know, but it just seems like that's a team that really isn't playing with much heart. And well, I, I feel like there's if you look at the beginning of the year, because I have seen uh, enough of the Raiders. What's it, going on? I, I think they've quit. Yeah. One, I think there's there's injuries. So no culture. There's no culture. I don't think they have a lot of respect for their head coach. I think there's infighting, and I think they've basically given up. Because if you look at the beginning of the year, that was they had the heartbreaker against the Chargers, right? Heartbreaker against the Cardinals, heartbreaker against the Titans, heartbreaker against the Chiefs, and now you look at these last three games, and I, I think they've just kind of rolled over. I think the the season spiraled away from them, and I, I essentially think that that the head coach has lost the team, and and that there is there is just a lack of of heart. Well, forget them. Bill Belichick or Jeff Saturday? Who do you want? <laughs> well, Saturday, big game. Yeah, one Jeff, game. Jeff Saturday. Hey, the Colts should also back off the cocky sniff here. Which we're going to play for you here, uh, Jim Irsay in the locker room. Yeah, be careful with that. Well, they're the ones that hired Josh McDaniels. <laughs> and he he took the job but then backed out. That's how silly this is. Yeah. They hi- If you guys don't remember, Josh McDaniels was hired and took the Colts job only to back out, and that's when they hired Frank Reich. Yeah. And by the way, your one drop pass in the end zone away from losing to a 2-7 and team. Just, just saying. Like, But Saturday was right, though. The Raiders look horrible. <laughs> Remember when he tweeted that? <laughs> yes, just a couple weeks ago. So Ursay is, of course... Now, see, I feel like Ursay is full of crap here because I think that he hired Jeff Saturday to tank. That's why they benched Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is all fake. But here is Jim Ursay in the locker room. Jack is here, coach. Come on up here, Matt. Chris, come on up here. Come on. Come on, Chris. Yeah. All of us want to give you this game ball and including the best scrambling quarterback in the league. <laughs> and uh, it's been a tough week, but uh, we believe and we know in who you are, Jeff. And congratulations. I know you will treasure this, my brother. Appreciate you. Man. Yeah. We all getting balls. Everybody's getting a game ball, man, because we all put it in. Everybody gets a game ball. And my favorite thing about football, Victory Monday. We'll see y'all next oh! <laughs> well, I tell you, Ursay uh, even said, uh, I think, let me look up his tweet is where it, he said, who you crapping? Is it wrong, by the way, that I want Philadelphia to beat him by 30 now? <laughs> Do they just, play the Eagles now? Yeah, they got the Eagles next. Uh, let me yeah, they got you. a tough one. So oh. they, they got the Eagles and then the Steelers, who have Watt back, and, and the then Cowboys. Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers. Yeah. Ursay said, all you critics, you criticize all of us in the NFL for losing. When we make moves to win, you act so righteous. Who you crapping? <laughs> Just win, baby. What does that even mean? <laughs> who is, it, is, is that a hybrid of who you kidding and who you crapping on? Yeah, who, I don't who know. Who you crapping? I don't know what he means there. I think that's called like, uh, two Xanax and about four <laughs> Chardonnays. I think dude, that's what that is. That dude needs help. Like he, I feel like every time he talks, he is just teetering. Like he kind of keeps it on the rails. Like yeah. he's somewhat functional, yeah. but he really isn't because we all know he's wasted. I feel like that is such a bizarre part of our culture, yeah. how we treat people like him. Yeah. Because he's rich and he's in charge of a football team. Look, addiction is a hell of a thing. I'm not trying to make light of that. We treat functional addicts like him in our society. The way we treat them is befuddling to me. Because that dude needs help. Yeah, they kind of treat him like a lovable, good yeah. time, Oh, he's Charlie. such a good guy. Oh, that's just Jim. <laughs> he needs serious help, man. Seriously, every we all know that uncle. Who you crapping? Might be you. 
at the at the holiday party that is. He's right on the razor's edge where someone should say something, but you keep it together enough, and he gives out good presents. Where you're like, you know what? Let's just we just don't talk about it. Let's just like cause we don't want to cause a scene. That's and... for his wife to handle, or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. But uh, somebody said, I love her. Say he sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, he probably he is. Probably is like a lot of fun. <laughs> so someone said. Who do you think you crap? I am. <laughs> oh, the bowler guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing he probably has a professional driver because unfortunately he seems like the kind of guy that would have too much fun one night and make a bad decision. Yeah. Oh, I well, think I think I think he's made a series of bad decisions. But as we all know, bad decisions lead to good stories. So you know, that's true. He's got quite a uh, colorful history. Yeah, I guess if you want to. But yeah, it's... sugarcoat it. Hey, that's a hell of a win. You got to give Saturday some credit, don't you? I mean, I, I guess, know you don't want to, but you should. But what did he? What did he they do? They won. By, but what did he do by getting there like on Wednesday? Like what? Well, every, well, he rallied the troops. He rallied. Ra- okay. I don't know. Maybe okay. he gave them all greenies. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, here, guys. I feel like you're missing these. <laughs> a little something for everybody. Here's some drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I think it's kind of a cool story, actually. And I'm now. Last week, I thought, you know, I was like, this is so dumb. Ursay, he's just tanking, and he's just trying to, you know, sugarcoat it. Um, now I'm kind of rooting for Saturday to take the Colts on a run. I think that would be an awesome story. Well, it would be. Uh, and, but I just, I, I love that win or lose. So that if they had lost, then that doesn't validate what I or anyone else said, that, that this was a terrible hire. Just like if they win, you know, it doesn't mean that Jeff Saturday can coach. Well, Give what it, if he's good? Well, we'll see. I mean, that's good? That's the beauty part. You'll wait and see what, what happens with this, but... Just be careful. Jim Irsay got a lot of stuff to say about eking one out against one of the worst teams in the league. Hey, you remember, he said he's auditioning for all 31 other jobs, too. That's yeah. right. And by the way, he I was... eked one out over the coach that luckily backed out <laughs> backed of out the job. your job. Yeah. There were a lot of people, from Joe Thomas to Bill Cowher, there were a lot of NFL types. Very critical. The NFL normally protects their own, right? You don't get a lot of criticism. I was mildly surprised at how many people went at this hire and went at it hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be kind of like if I'm Cower or a, a real coach, like it's, it would yeah. be kind of a slap in the face, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's insulting. It's like, yeah. really? You're trying to sell this? It's like, this is my guy. This guy's going to turn it around. Yeah. And so, like I said, you have two very respected people in, in Joe Thomas and Bill Cower that were more vocal about it than some, but pretty much everyone has come out and panned this thing. So we'll see. Because some people were saying that if this doesn't work out, this is going to be really damaging for other candidates. Like if, if you are a, a a coach with options, that Indy may just be the place where you look at and be like, I'm not dealing with this crap. Well, wonder why McDaniels backed out. Yeah. You know? Don't know. Maybe he knew something, although it doesn't look like he made the right well, choice. I don't think he knows anything. <laughs> it didn't make how can you be so such a good offensive coordinator and then just I don't know. Seemingly not know what you're doing. Isn't that weird? Well, did you read any of the stuff that came out about his time in Denver? Uh, I know some things. There's some. So when he got the job with with uh, L.A. or not L.A. Vegas, um, some of the some of the they they wrote a couple stories and and people on that Denver team started to come out and were talking about him and his time in Denver and it was horrific. So Players just. Bearing the guy saying they've, jerk, they've right? never seen someone more over their their skis. Yeah, such an ass that had no idea what he was doing than than Josh McDaniels. And I guess McDaniels was quoted as basically saying, like, what when he he hitched his wagon to Tebow, saying that, and and I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, "I can make anyone a Pro Bowl quarterback." He had such a, a cocky streak; it was like, "I don't care, yeah. just give me a quarterback that's an athlete, and I'll make him into something." Well, I think the only the only thing you could say that if you want tangible things. 
look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick without him, yeah. didn't even hire an offensive guy. No, as his OC. Now their offense kind of sink, stinks, yeah. but I feel like I feel like Belichick made McDaniel's a lot of money. It's possible. Well, it's more than possible. The guy sucks as a head coach. Well, and Belichick's the greatest coach ever. Yeah, but it may be that that he's just one of those guys that needs to be an OC and not a head coach. Because I thought yeah, he ran see, what I thought he ran a very creative uh, and and a very diverse offense in New England. Well, but, he had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, evidenced by the fact that he leaves and Belichick hires a defensive guy. <laughs> like you want to talk about a slap in your face? <laughs> that is. Uh, That is bizarre. All right, Giselle's new bow. Let's kick off the club next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 